Welcome to Next CLT. Next CLT is a business development initiative that focuses on strengthening companies owned by Black, Indigenous people of color in Charlotte. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, here's another Next CLT podcast. We're excited today to have Tiffany Sims. She runs a company called Diversity Talent Scouts, DTS is what she calls it. She specializes in scouting out diverse professionals and placing them in leadership roles. Tiffany, tell us a little bit about your company and, you know, the brilliance you take to place people in leadership roles around the country and around the world. Of course. And of, I, I definitely want to say thank you for having me on the podcast, Eric. Definitely appreciate it. Um, so Diversity Talent Scouts, uh, what we do, um, what you just stated is we, we specialize in placing two different functional areas, engineering and IT professionals into leadership opportunities. But at the same time, Eric, it's very important that we educate leadership on the importance of diversity. And our areas of expertise within diversity are women and people of color. And I chose those two areas because diversity is huge within itself. However, if you focus on everything, you will focus on nothing. So we chose to narrow that down to those two areas. And, uh, and while, we, while we're doing that, we specialize in North Americas. And as far as industry, it's, it's across every single industry, Eric. So diversity is, you know, one of those spaces that, like you said, it is vast. And so you've actually been kind of like focused and you've created a focus on where you are. Tiffany, tell me, what do you wish everybody understood about your role as CEO of your company? Oh my goodness. The CEO, you would think, has the most plush role. But in all actuality, as a small business owner, Eric, we actually um, take on many hats and wear many hats, especially um, at the beginning of the business. We're the CEO, the CFO, the COO. We have so many uh, opportunities to grow within the company, but we're hands-on. And I wish that um, everyone understood. Uh, some people say uh, you're slaving for the corporate man, but if you don't slave for them, you're going to slave for yourself. So regardless, you're going to end up working hard at the end of the day, but it's either for yourself or for someone else. Cool, cool. So you talk about working for yourself or working for someone else. Let me ask you this. In that COVID space, how did you adapt and change? We had no choice. Let's be honest. COVID put us into an environment that no one was prepared for um, and no one expected either. So what we had to do in order to adapt and change is we had to learn how to work from home. We had to learn different methods of scouting out professionals, right? Um, individuals were not where you typically would find them anymore. They were everywhere else, it seems like, but um, in front of their computers. But in all actuality, they were in front of their computers. So uh, they were spending so much time on LinkedIn, so much time uh, taking care of their families, that we had to realize that the conventional way of recruiting no longer existed. And COVID taught us that you need to be able to be flexible, you need to be able to be fluid, and you need to be able to change when the environment changes. Wow, being fluid and changing when the environment changes. That's pretty uh, interesting from a contingency plan vantage point. And I have to vantage point. 
Tiffany, you participated in NextCLT's Business Accelerator Initiative. What did you learn? How have you applied what you've learned to your business? What did I learn? It, it, honestly, it's so much that I've learned, uh, but I know we are limited on time here. So um, I'm definitely going to um, hone in on um, my business strategy. Um, it was so many key speakers that came in um, and the viewpoints that they provided helped me to view my business differently, helped me to strategize differently. But it was beyond that. The financial piece of it as well helped me to apply for grants, helped me to apply for loans and get approved. So not just apply, but have the proper documentation needed and have someone who I can lean on to help. So next CLT helped me to realize that I'm not alone. We have uh, a network of professionals, successful professionals that could help us along the way, but they also gave me insight into who I am. We had the opportunity to do a predictive index, and it allowed us to see our personality in aspects I had never seen it before. So it allowed me to do some some self-evaluation. Um, Right. So those are the type of things that it helped me to realize. But building out my leadership team, having job descriptions prepared and ready and knowing where my next steps are in life is where next COT took me. Sound like you got a lot out of it in looking at that initiative. You then kind of like look at what's your next. Right. What's one initiative on your whiteboard that wasn't there 30 days ago? It is definitely my leadership team. I honestly felt like I could do it alone. Um, when we had to speak about what's next, what where are you headed? When they had to, we had to take a, a step back and say, what type of business are you building? Are you building a business to sell? Are you building a business to scale? There were so many different facets of it. So what wasn't on there was my leadership team and what they would look like. Culturally, how would they fit into the team? What type of degrees they would have, background they would have, skill set, what type of gaps I have personally in the business needs that this person could bring. So those are the things that I didn't have on my whiteboard that's now on my whiteboard. Wow. When you think about your progression as you keep moving, and I know you've been in the next CLT initiative, you've been in some other initiatives as well and programs. How do you continue to learn in order to stay on top of things within your role? The beauty of next CLT is that it, se it seems like it doesn't stop because the mentor that's assigned to you. That mentor, someone that you actually have the opportunity based on that relationship that you build to lean on long term. So the my plan for consistently growing is to take in this information. Um, another thing that Next CLT um, taught us is the importance of reading books. Right. Uh, they were able to provide so many different books for us to read. And in my case, I'm an audio girl. So those audible books were always um, beneficial to me and are beneficial to me. So I have six new books that I'm reading because you can't expect anything new to come out of you if you're not putting anything new 
into you. And that's the provision that they provided me with. And that's how I plan on to continue to grow is to build that network, build that community that was provided to me. I like what you just said about if you don't continue to put some anything new into you, how do you expect to grow and uh, do new things? Tiffany, what's the biggest failure that you encountered in the last year? And why do you think that happened? I definitely would have to say um, finances. I am not a financial girl. I, I, I can make some money, but understanding that is just not my area of expertise. Um, and so I was well aware of that. And what I told myself last year is that I was going to build out a CEO dashboard. And this dashboard was going to be a snapshot into my business as far as where we're going. So many people pay so much attention to the P&L, but your balance sheet tells you what you're worth, what you owe, and what's your net. That's just as important. And so that's something that I should have had a grasp on very early on in business because you have to think about it. I've been in business a couple of years now. So that's where I feel like I failed is bringing in money, but not knowing how much I was spending in it and what was going out of the business. So that was a huge failure for me um, in understanding what the P&L even meant to the business and the balance sheet and the importance of them. What is one thing that your program did for your clients, so your business did for your clients that you didn't expect it to do? So this is, I love this question, by the way, and I love this question because uh, Diversity Talent Scout started after this new uh, quote unquote revolution of diversity came about um, with these uh, numerous uh, diverse initiatives that's taking place from um, corporations. So what I did not expect is for diversity to be such a huge topic. Um, but it gives us a different point of uh, perspective and talking points for our clients. So now we get to ask them, why is diversity important to you? Is it important because you're actually being seen? Because it's now a hot topic? Because it's a trend? Or are, is it important because it's not so much the right thing to do, but it's the smart thing to do? So it gives us an opportunity to have a new vantage point onto what the companies are looking for holistically, not only what they want to display to the public, but internally, what type of focus groups do you have? Internally, how does your leadership team look? When you're interviewing applicants, is there anyone on an interviewing team that even looks like them so that they can feel comfortable? So it gives us it gives us in them as well, a different viewpoint on why diversity is important, why we're vested into seeing black and brown faces in new places, and why they should be vested in it as well, because it actually affects their bottom line. You know, that's pretty interesting. I, I'm interested to find out what some of the answers you get from them when you ask them, why is diversity important to them? And where do they want to go with it? What's the key two or three answers that you normally get? Uh, well, for many, the board. It's board members who want to see some changes. Um, and then for others, if you have government contractors, a government contracts, I should say, you are obligated to meet certain numbers. But for the mass majority, it's because they understand the importance. 
and they truly are now looking into themselves as as a mirror and saying, wait a minute, we're a part of the ones that's not helping the community, that's not helping the next person, woman uh, in the engineering world, who it's not taking advantage of all of the key aspects that comes from diversity. And some has, have even taken pledges to change their leadership team a certain percentage over the next couple of years. And they're acting on those pledges. So it's one thing to talk, but I always say, let's move beyond talking and let's make some actionable, measurable changes. Thanks for sharing that, Tiffany, because you always wonder when you, when you, because I'm not in the room, I may not be understanding what they're saying. So thanks for sharing that. No problem. If I could remove all barriers and constraints, what project would you do and would you want to be known only by that project? It would definitely be um, diversifying leadership across the board. Um, so, Eric, I initially went to school for engineering. My associate's degree is actually in computer science. I have a BS, computer science and engineering. And I remember my first engineering opportunity, uh, feeling like I was the face for the race, feeling like I could not say too much or make too many moves because I didn't want to shake that boat. And so I would remove uh, the barrier of not feeling, not making anyone feel like they do not belong. Everyone needs to have the opportunity to feel like they can be their unique selves every single day and not be apologetic about it. So that's where I want us to stand as a diverse um, partner is we have allies out there. Diversity allies is what I call them. Those are individuals who are looking out for other diverse professionals and want to see them grow. Because it's not a you or me, but it's a you and me. So that's what I want us to be known as. Thank you for that, Tiffany. You know, one of the things that I, I'm passionate about myself is about being a bridge builder for entrepreneurs and others and Black, Indigenous, people of color to grow and scale. If you think about it is... Why is NextCLT important for entrepreneurs of color in this city and the county? And not only that, that's the country in general. So I, I don't know if I mentioned this, but this is my second go around at owning a business. The first go around, I felt like I had it. I didn't need any help. And I say eight years later, I had to divest. And I had to divest because I didn't have the proper backing, the proper understanding, the proper knowledge, um, the proper network of what it actually meant to own a business. And NextCLT provides that to you. So you have to have a business plan. You have to understand your finances. You have to have a strategy. So it's so important to know that there are options out there. The problems that you suffer as a small business, huge companies suffer from those same problems. So there are opportunities of growth out there. There are opportunities of being successful and having mentorship and, and having someone to inspire you. All of that is available if you take the proper steps. And that's what NextCLT does for you. And it's beyond that, Eric. NextCLT gave me the opportunity to show up at places I would have never had the opportunity to show up for in 
in the past. I had the I had the opportunity to go to a golf the golf tournament leadership summit. Had the opportunity to apply, like I said, for uh, different types of grants, and I had the paperwork ready. I had the opportunity to consult after the program was over. So those are the opportunities that they provide that everyone needs to be made aware of the value in it because it's not a dollar amount. That's the value, but it's the time that you give your business that it gives you. Again, I appreciate that. As you talk about that, is you're really talking about mentorship and other social capital, right? I, I'm going to ask a question here as you made that statement. How are you uh, mentoring people and what are you doing to mentor others? I love that question. And I love it because I recently um, had the opportunity to join a board of a company who's at, uh, here in the U.S. And what they're doing is they're actually providing uh, opportunity for kids in Haiti to go to school online because they often miss so many days of school or is delayed due to numerous reasons from violence to weather, um, uh, maybe even income. But online, now you have the opportunity never to miss a day and graduate on time. So having the opportunity to work with him, but I only had that opportunity because I was telling him about how great next CLT is, is also huge for me. So Whenever I meet anyone who says, I want to grow my business, I'm not sure where to start. I'm not sure where to go. And they've already started a business. That right there, that's an opportunity of mentorship. That's an opportunity of inspiring, of saying, hey, this is where you should look at. And that's what I look at Next CLT as. It gave me the opportunity to pay it forward. And so that's what I do in every aspect of my life. What we plan on doing next within Diversity Talent Scout is mentoring high school students, helping them to do mock interviews, helping them to know what a resume should look like, what it should, uh, what it should encompass, what employers are looking like. So that's the type of opportunities that we're looking for in the future as well. And you talk about mentoring, you know, high school students, mock interviews, et cetera. So you sound very passionate about that. And if I could ask you a question from that is, what is something that you're passionate about that you always wanted to do, but you didn't get a chance to, you haven't added to your things to do yet? I would definitely say real estate. That's next on my uh, bucket list. Um, and I love that you're asking that uh, because when we started with Next CLT, we um, actually went over things as far as our bucket list and um, what our next steps are. But I definitely want to go into uh, real estate. I want to look at areas that's looking to be regentrified and uh, start purchasing um, some areas so that I can leave a legacy. That's the, the purpose, right? I, I want to leave a legacy of what we can do as a people, as a race, as a gender. Um, but we do it together. So we are stronger together than we are apart. Stronger together than we are apart. Tiffany, I come from the island of uh, Trinidad and Tobago. And there's a motto is together we aspire, together we achieve. And so oh. I try to live that creed actually mm -hmm. all the time. What's something everybody in your industry should stop or start doing? I would definitely, definitely say within the staffing industry, stop relying um, on posting a position and saying after it's posted and you've hired someone, it just was not enough diversity out there. Stop that. 
right? Because that's posting and praying. You're just praying that that right person comes along. What we're known for, Eric, is hunting and delivering. And so go out there, go to organizations, be a part of clubs, go to um, different committees, Be know who Nesby, SHIP, SWE, HBCUs, minority um, supplier institutions, know who they are, where they are, girls that code, women that hack. Know those things and be a part of them and, and, and stop sitting behind a desk and expecting good things to fall in your lap. Be active, be proactive is what you're saying. Let me ask you this. You sound very passionate and strong about your industry and your business and then helping supporting young people. What is a fun day for Tiffany? What do you, Tiffany, do for fun that says, hey, you know what? I'm actually not focused on my business today. I'm actually just enjoying. What's that look like for you? Oh, my goodness. So um, my husband loves to tell me I don't know how to relax. So I'm an engineer, right? So as you can only imagine, my brain never stops. So for me, fun is definitely going to be spending time with my family. But I love doing DIYs. Um, uh, I love... Also working out. Um, so if we're going to go for a hike, if we're going to um, go down some trail, that's all. That's my type of fun day. Um, something that is actually productive is what I find fun. Something that um, gives me some new insight into life um, is what I find fun. Even if we're going to a museum, something that just makes me think and makes me wonder how and look at the creations that we have and be appreciative of them. Of them that's definitely my fun spot. Hey, Tiffany, I thank you so very much for taking the time to share your fun spot about being active and being productive, but also thank you so very much for taking the time to spend time with the Next CLT podcast and being part of the Next CLT Immersive Learning Initiative, and then being part of the Next CLT family. I'd like to leave you with the last word, and you can actually tell us anything you'd like to say. Sure. Um, I want to say how grateful and appreciative that I am to have had the opportunity to be a part of um, this cohort. Um, sitting among other like-minded individuals, individuals that uh, look like me, individuals that were providing insight um, as to where our business was going, giving me the opportunity to be vulnerable is so important within not only our culture, but us as a people, especially within the Charlotte area. So I want to say I appreciate everything that was provided throughout the experience. And I look forward to continued success for both of us. Uh, thank you, Tiffany. That's a wrap for this episode of Next CLT's podcast. Tiffany Sims, thank you. Thank you.